Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Monday, March 6th, and it's me, Julian, with my friends, Jacob. Uh, hello, brother Julian. And DJ. Hi. Hiya. Hello. Uh, hi. Hi. And it's Left Look, a supreme independent podcast from Gato Institute, we'll be taking a look at Canadian international arts, culture, and entertainment to provide you with an unbiased left-wing perspective. <sighs> Il s'agit du premier podcast indépendant de la Gato Institute où nous nous penserons sur l'arts, la culture et les divertissements canadiens et internationaux pour vous offrir une perspective impartiale et de gauche. Really good, really good. You yeah. know, um, yep. You know, in the Winter Olympics, when the uh, the toboggans and the luge, they they have their multiple runs. And each time yeah. you're, you're like, oh, you know, oh, run two was so bad. Run two was slow. Run two was. That's <laughs> how I feel watching Julian every week, listening to him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Compared to the last round, oof, that was a little dicey. His his starting was kind of iffy this week, but he, he really <laughs> no, had I, it through I, the middle turns. I feel that. Yeah. I, I want to empathize and even abstract it even more uh, deeply that I'm on the level where I'm like, oh, if turn 26 was not as tight this week. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, the new, new Pecheron didn't come out as smoothly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The dead beard too small actually was what I was thinking about this week. Yeah, the big <laughs> inhale in the middle. That's what caught me. Yeah, it just slipped up, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is good criticism. I like this. No, it I'm, makes me feel like an F1 driver. Yeah, I would hate that. <laughs> That's pretty good. You're gonna come in next week with a uh, with a uh, an unregulated audio recording of yourself sped up <laughs> just to make sure it's as fast as possible. Uh, I'm happy though. Neither of you guys caught the actual error there, where I straight up just left track limits. I got Institute and Gateau backwards in French. <laughs> hey, brother. It's such an incorrect translation that I don't think anybody cares. The Quebecers <laughs> may care one day if we ask for a real job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Episode. Leave uh, us a comment if you're French. Yeah. Un comment uh, on the section de comments, uh, s'il vous plaît. S'il vous plaît. Uh, if there's ever an ep- if there's ever a, a time where we have the listeners where we tap into an audience where we have French listeners or bilingual listeners, I would hope that they would reach out and with that minute amount of labor liberate us from our uh, <laughs> ineptitude. Yeah, it's not yeah. that we don't want to. It's just that we're really ignorant. Not and great stupid. at French. Yeah, it's a long it's a long statement. You know, huge. Um, yeah, help us, please. Yeah. We're begging you. <laughs> Charles does not give us any funding, please. Yeah. Speaking of being canceled for, uh, you know, speaking about cultures mm-hmm. and or speaking on behalf of cultures really stupidly, um, I'm going to talk about the Ukrainians once again, but uh, not about the Ukrainians at all. It's just like a period of Ukrainian history that, like, uh-huh. up until the Russians, the Kievan Rus conquered the area in, like, the nine ten hundreds. The, it was always uh, led by steppe lords, usually just referred to as Scythians, mm-hmm. uh, to the to the north of the Caucasus, <laughs> all the way to Sevastopol in the Ukraine. Was usually just Scythian lords, yeah, huh? Scythian horse lords. You know, that's just what they were referred yeah. to. But between the six and the nine hundreds, I uh, they were led by a, a certain tribe called the Khazars, the Khazar Khanate. Okay. And uh, I just find their history really interesting, and I thought I would mention it because it doesn't show up in the Ukrainian Wikipedia history, and yet they <laughs> owned all of Ukraine for 300 years, hmm. right? And I think it's really funny. 
Um, oh, I gotta find my page. Russell, 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 uh, Russell, 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 Russell. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so listen, this their first con. His name was Urbis, and the next con's name was Bulon. Okay, but then a couple cons later, their names are Zachariah oh. and Benjamin, Uh-oh. and Aaron, Uh-oh. and things like that, right? <laughs> and, and um. It doesn't really mean anything. They're people and they're warriors and they're nobles. They were all Tengrists the whole time, which is the religion of the steppe until, you know, the conquest of the Russians, basically, right. in the 1600s. And it just means like Skyfather in Turkic and Mongolic, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, uh. And so these steppe nomads on the Caucasus were uh, like vassals of the Byzantines. Right. And... Uh, the Byzantines and uh, also uh, some of the uh, Arab uh, empires that followed, right? They uh, they said to be like a real people, you have to be one of the people of the book, or otherwise we can just kill you at will, basically, right? Is right. how that worked out. This is just me uh, guessing about history. Now we've left uh, scholarship, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, but, like, there's no real accounting for the, this name change of these nobles uh, to, like, these Jewish names. And uh, up until recently, recently uh, Jewish documents saying that these people had converted to Judaism were dismissed, but they've started to be verified recently. Mm. And so what I think what happened was the, uh, the cons and the nobles, the top nobles, were like, well, if we got to be a people oh. of the book, yeah, you see it coming already, right? They're like... <laughs> We're not going to be Islamic. We're not going to be Christian. Fuck that. That's what you guys are, right? We'll have to obey you fuckers and your fucking yeah. religious doctrines. We'll just be the Jews, right? And so they were they were the Jewish cons of Ukraine for 300 years, right? And uh, not on the Wikipedia page about Ukrainian history. I would just say, I would say suspicious and uh, part of my long meandering on the Ukrainians as a people. Trying to <laughs> trying to distance himself from those step people. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, I, come on, the, one of the most interesting step peoples to ever exist. The step Jews, <laughs> the the Jewcons, right? What a fucking storyline that like not a lot of people have heard of. <laughs> yeah, they had a con Jew attitude. Yeah, I wonder if they did the uh, the uh, what's it called circumcision. You know, I wonder if the cons were into that. I bet they were like, no. Yeah, no way. No way. No, it was all just, it was all just a face value. Yeah. They were tangrist and everything, but uh, their naming system, naming convention, and maybe they put up some candelabras or whatever those things are called. Only when the overlords were visiting. Yeah, whenever they went, whenever they went before the uh, emperor in Constantinople, they would dress it up like they were Jews. But yep. then they'd go back onto the step, and they would be like, "All right, Skyfather again." I think. <laughs> now that that's done with, yeah, you throw those uh, dreidels again, in the fire. We don't need them. Again, this is a disinformation podcast, and I tried to keep the history, but the only things that were factual were up until the names. After that, everything else was just a pondering. So. Could be completely wrong. Could be. Could be, but that's that's kind of the fun thing about obscure history is uh, somebody's yeah. gonna have to go through a lot of effort to prove you wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I didn't really mean anything ideologically about it, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mean the Ukrainians are fascists, right? Ooh. They're like they're 
anti-Jewish uh, or like that they're Nazis like the Russians claim. I don't mean that at all, right? But like it is funny <laughs> that it's excluded from the Wikipedia page. And I can only assume that it's for like individual anti-Semitic reasons, right? That that is maintained because Wikipedia is a, an anarchic site, right? Maintained by moderators all over the world. It's actually a battleground of information as moderators debate over what, what is reality, basically. It's such an interesting system, Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. But uh, it also doesn't mean anything because no one official has staked anything in it, right? So it's just... It's just something to look, think about. Yeah, it really is just uh, just like a little pocket dimension where people fight over whether or not things are true. It, <laughs> it's like the journal of the American empire and their account of reality. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. For sure, because one of my favorite things is when you're going through it, a, a Wikipedia article, especially for something that's very, very select, you know, very like, you know, um, just something not a lot of people would care about. I don't know. Some, but some, you do. Yeah. Some, you know, some weird hyperfixation that you're into for five minutes. And so you, you know, <laughs> you Google yeah. it up and, oh, I'll pop to the Wikipedia article because that's the only thing anyone's talked about. Yeah. And you're looking at it and you're reading it and you come along a thing where it, where it's, you know, it usually shows the, the footnotes to the citations. But my favorite thing is within the footnote, it just says citation un, undocumented. Like what? Or, or citation <laughs> disputed? Like, oh, 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 excuse me? What do you mean? And you follow it, and yeah, there's just there's just a huge argument going on whether or not that citation is real or not. That's fucking great. Yeah, just some uh, some armchair warriors I, going at it. I have a couple contributions. I uh, mostly uh, grammatical ones uh -huh. from like because the way they gather content is like they they pull from like the Google. Uh, top 10 searches and then they they sort it right right like, that's where most of that information can be tracked to right other than like textbooks and con that are from real contributors right mm -hmm. but there's like a lot of uh ai tasks like fucking uh, just like shit that isn't fucking typed by a human mm -hmm. i don't know mm -hmm. how else to say it but uh, uh yeah i forgot what was going with that fuck it <laughs> well i know uh what what you're thinking of is they're called spiders they send out spiders into the web. Isn't that such a fun analogy? That's what they're called. <laughs> is that really yeah. what they're called? Yeah, they're... I thought you were just fucking with no, me. No, they're called spiders. They send that out these things analogy. called spiders, and they find the info, and they bring it back. Hmm. Where they find like the source of the info, and then they go, hey, this is here. Bip, bip, bip. All right, my contributions. I have a couple of contributions, but they're mostly grammatical, mm -hmm. just from those the inscription errors between <laughs> the gaps between those. Sometimes they just don't fit nicely, and I just like will send send in the uh, the change, and it'll get accepted by whatever mod eventually, right? Mm -hmm. and a couple of those have stuck, and then I have an actual contribution in uh, God is Dead because yeah. I was studying Nietzsche at the time, and at the time of the. Uh, when I was studying Nietzsche, the fucking uh, Wikipedia didn't mention him, basically, oh. right? As the on in the beginning, and I was like, "Come on, the dude invented that fucking phrase." Oh. So I went and found the earliest book he said it in. It was like eighteen thirty something, and I fucking posted the the uh, the exact fucking uh, quotation with its all with all the fucking documentation behind it, annotation, whatever you want to call it, and uh, it got accepted. Nice. I was like, "Wow." I am a Wikipedia contributor from now on. I am a real <laughs> contributor to the conversation of history. I feel enlightened. <laughs> yeah, dude, you should. Yeah. Uh, you could put on on your CV. 
No. You should get a t-shirt. Uh, I'm no. sure there are t-shirts out there already. I think so. But you could wear the contributor one now. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Would you? I'm going to go find an article to edit. <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of grammatical errors all over the place. If you just fucking took a few seconds to look at something that is, I don't know, not fucking banned over by fucking national fascists who fight over the fucking <laughs> slightest little thing in history on Wikipedia. You just get away from that and you, uh, you can find just like people lollygagging, looking uh, at stuff, thinking it's cool. You know what always astounds me are the, um, oh, I forget the field of study now that I want to say it. Uh, the, you know, the like zoological, the, uh, the plants, I'm forgetting the study of plants, uh, Biological? Uh, not quite biological, but you know. So you know, if you're looking I at Wikipedia for animals and plants, uh, yeah, just wow! How somebody somebody went through all the effort to like scour through some 18th century Swedish dude's notes on this like <laughs> wildflower that grows in the mountains, and there's always just a stupid amount of information on those pages. Can trust the autistic to be autistic. <laughs> I just see it like wow! I love it. And then me, in the present, in the same boat, like, hmm, wow, this is really interesting. I'm glad somebody <laughs> else was obsessed. I love bugs and trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the only way that other content gets produced. It's either, like, of national importance that that's on the internet, or it's just, like, some kid out there, some guy, who's just like, wow, that's really interesting. And they just yeah. do not produce the same amount of scholarly vigor. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> it's a hyperfixation. Yeah. Sometimes the overhyperfixation, though, fucking creates just huge gaps in the scholarship, as we've just seen with the Khazar thing. Like, yeah. You go to, you type in Ukraine, it's not mentioned at all. It's like 400 years they were there. <laughs> just a big gap in history, no big deal. Just chalk it up to the collapse of the uh, of the Bronze Era. Well, the reason that's not on the internet is because that's how, that's the one way we could end this war peacefully. As if they all converted to Judaism is what Julian's saying. You fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> not only Judaism, all the, but go back to their the Ukrainians. nomadic roots. Yeah, send them all to Israel. Israel will love that, so they'll be on board. And then Russia gets whatever, Donsk and Lugansk. Uh, Luhansk. Yeah, and anyone who lives there who doesn't like it can go to Israel. Yeah, you know, and be one of the white people there that helps outbreed the Palestinians. As, a, <laughs> as an extension of this bit, I um, I was going through the Wikipedia article on uh, uh, what it, what is entitled sorry, Jewish history is the title of the Wikipedia article, and these okay. Khazars are not mentioned. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and uh. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. I thought I'd say it. The the, okay. uh, the disdain for the horse people goes both ways. It, honestly, <laughs> I'd be looking to claim any kind of horse lordship I could in my history. That's badass as fuck. You can create whole b sorts of nationalistic battalions based on that shit. <laughs> yeah, thinking like a steampunk overlord at all times. Well, if you're if you're looking to press your uh, core claims, then. Uh... You gotta look for that kind of yeah. stuff with those with those causes, belly. Yeah, you gotta max min those fucking percentages. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Well, that's all, basically all I brought this week. I'm sorry it's so limited. Oh, uh, Bakhmut's still not surrounded. My update on the war. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sad. I th- I called it in chat two weeks ago. I thought it was over. And it still hasn't ended in Bakhmut. No. But... What did I just read? They, they've, they've like, hungered down, bunkered down on one road. They have one road they're still in control of. Yep. They, I wonder if they'll be able to pull out or if there'll be an actual encirclement of troops this time. Last time they fucking were able to withdraw, but that's a difficult operation. Uh-huh. There's two, uh, three really difficult operations in the military. Cross a river, retreat through your own lines, and then pull back through a pocket is mm-hmm. another really, really bad one. Bound for chaos, fucking easy targets. It's no good. Yeah. But, uh. I think the Ukrainians will get out. They got all sorts of fucking uh, reconnaissance and logistics and information help from the West, right? And that's what yeah. what really decides operations like that. It's not your hard power. I think what they need is a is a big distraction. <laughs> just, just somebody should go. Somebody with a sniper rifle needs to shoot the um, the really obvious yellow exploding barrel uh, in the uh. in the Wagner camp. That'll that'll distract everyone. Yeah. This this war of trucks <laughs> firing missiles at each other. Like, you fire in one place and you have to immediately leave because there's going to be a rain of death there within a couple minutes because they've tracked your shot. Like, what they need is one sniper. Yeah, <laughs> one, one dude. That's that. it. One dude, one, one shot, one bullet, one barrel. Yeah. <laughs> That's unironically my thought of how World War One should have saved uh, millions of lives. You should have stopped focusing on the Western Front. You should have formed, like, battalions of snipers and just deployed them on the Eastern Front and just put out, like, uh, bounties on fucking German scalps. You would have fucking saved so many lives. But it's about the distance of fucking uh, troops between each other and how far they can shoot right mm-hmm. nowadays you can shoot forever so it's fucking ridiculous to be anywhere near anybody else because it just makes you more valuable at target right you want to be spread out and light and unhittable all the new uh vehicles from the u.s that are coming out right now for scout vehicles and for uh light reconnaissance and things like that are just like a a light jeep with no armor with like a a mortar that kind of like descends mechanically off the back because that makes it as heavy as possible, the mortar, but they want to be able to get the fuck out of there basically immediately, <laughs> not be seen and hit and not be seen again. F- every fighting's for pussies right now. I bet you some fucking, <laughs> I, I, I bet you some warlord takes control of some ethnic group and it just like has no uh, regard for human life and just drives them before the, the death of those missiles and uh, just arms there met with machine guns and, you know, will overpower people with human wave tactics. I, I think warfare is approaching that kind of tipping point again because it's relying on such a hit-and-run mentality, such a dispersal of force mentality. Isn't that what happened when the, uh, when the longbow got real popular? The longbow, the crossbow? And then they uh, all of a sudden they went, oh wait, we can't do knights anymore. Uh, this sucks. Everyone just gets a bow, I guess, until we build castles that are too big to assault. The response to the <laughs> bow was uh, pikes, right? Pikes and guns. Mm-hmm. Not everyone gets a bow. In fact, they were like, no, we can't do that because 
giving everyone a bow is like the Yale men. Like it was a, a real economic uh, development that you had all these farmers that were like independent and had time to practice the bow every week, right? Yeah, freaking specialist like, class. Ugh. Yeah, like uh, 9,000 bowmen for just covering England, right? Or whatever was at Agincourt. That's a lot of fucking land and a lot of dispersal and a lot of economic activity devoted to fucking producing that. And the French were like, no, our economic activity is pr devoted to exclusively the pleasure of our noble class and that is like a must of our society as the hegemon of this uh sphere right and mm -hmm. like so that was never going to be changed so uh, what had to happen was somewhere else some had to develop a better weapon than the bow and it was the you know the pike and the fucking gun the yeah Dutch, we got, the we Swedish. got pointy sticks and and also different sticks that explode mm -hmm. <laughs> cannon too arguably uh -huh. boomstick all right, that this has been disinformation history with Jake. I uh, I provide you only the shallowest of takes. Thanks. These well, takes takes so shallow that there's there's clams living in them. Watch out! <laughs> Watch your toes. Well, splish splish splash splash. Let's go to an article. Yeah. An article. Uh, wait. Yeah. Let's. Let's start an article. Oh, a stinger. I was hoping Julian would have something to talk about. <laughs> no, Julian doesn't uh, contribute. It's he's, fine. He's, no, he's, he's not even it. sick this week. Come on. No, no, I'm crossing my arms. Julian, <laughs> I demand something. All right. Let's, uh, hang on. Let's make the, get the knuckles. There oh, we go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I almost I heard hope that. that came through. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> All right. News. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna be oh. here a minute, I guess. Yeah. Nope, I've got NPR here. Oh, great, Let's... NPR. All right. Senator Tim Scott is a different kind of Republican who could reshape the 2024 election. Ah, grown. Yeah. All right. Never heard of him. Yep. I don't think that's happening. Well, we can talk about the election just for a second, because I want to put down yep. right now that Trump has won the Republican candidacy already. Oh yeah, agreed. Yeah, like well. Ron DeSantis, I I wanna... Ron DeSantis, I don't think he's going to even run. He's looking at the numbers, and he's like, no, nah, why would I uh, undermine myself? I'm set for 2028 is the uh, yeah. analysis there. If he stays in Florida, he's golden. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I've watched him over and over again, like uh, live and in person doing speeches. Mm -hmm. He's got nothing. He doesn't got the juice. He doesn't got the stuff, the magic, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, right? The ability to yeah. talk to whatever crowd and just charm them because they're fucking morons. You know what I mean? He don't got it. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, we, I think he... Go I was going to say he himself is a moron. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, um, Trump's already decimated him with this meatball Ron shit. It's anti-Italian <laughs> anti racism, only lightly, right? And it's also he's also a little fat fuck, so it's kind of fun, too. And it's like peak Trump again, right? Him making fun of, like, actors and famous people. It's, it's peak hilarity. He's going to yeah. win. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited. I want Trump back in office. Jesus Christ, Julian. He's funny. <laughs> it is funny, but it's like 
not ha ha funny. <laughs> it's like all no, it's a- <laughs> doom and gloom funny. <laughs> As a Canadian, it's a little bit ha ha funny. <laughs> Dude, it accelerates the timeline on their conquest of I the know. Commonwealth. Uh, well, what yeah. if we have to be like uh, freedom fighters, like you know, Canadian Taliban in our own fucking lifetime? Not cool. There's nothing worth fighting for here. I don't care. Oh, I mean, the opportunity to kill Americans is just enough to entice <laughs> me. I guess. Yeah, the opportunity to not be killed is also pretty enticing. I'm in favor of not being slaughtered. Thanks. Yeah. Well, they all wouldn't right, slaughter right. us. They wouldn't try and co- incorporate us to the best of our ability, but there would be nationalistic fucking terrorism and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Hard to deny the think... prospects on that. Sorry. Who do we think the Democrats are going to run in 2024? Obama. Uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, yeah, they don't have a primary, do they? Yeah, Joe Biden's Joe Biden's running, and we just have to live with it. There, like, there might be an opportunity to switch out his VP. In fact, I I guarantee it, because there's no way he survives another fucking four years of this. <laughs> and Kamala Harris is not being given the reins by the fucking people in the fucking inner circles. Not being handed no. the reins, at least, right? She needs her own legitimacy to be able to fucking stand on, but also be threatened at any time, right? But like. She's a loss at this point, right? You fucking hand her the reins. Well, it could damage the democratic movement so badly that liberals, capitalist liberals, lose control, right? Like, and it goes back to the unions. Unacceptable in their minds, right? So <laughs> yeah. she's going to be swapped out. I bet you it's Pete Buttigieg. I've been saying it for a while. They're going to put Pete in, even despite this uh, last uh, environmental disaster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. If Joe Biden dies, though, then it'll be a showdown between uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, and uh, Pete. Pete. Pete Booty. Pete Booty. Pete Booty. What's Pete's deal, anyway? (laughs) I've never heard of any of these schmucks. Pete is just, uh, he worked for McKinsey. Are you familiar? Oh, is this the CAA guy? Uh, The what? Possibly. We were talking about some CAA guy. Uh, Keep going. Well, he he's an investor, investment banker kind of guy. And, uh, he organized a bre- <laughs> he organized a bread fixing scheme in Ontario with McKinsey. Well, in his time at McKinsey, that's I think that's all you need to know about him. His dad was a prolific scholar that uh, translated uh, Gramsci, who was huh. a great Marxist uh, scholar, and he pisses all over his father's legacy every day by his actions as like a cia asset he claims to be able to speak like five languages and Mm -hmm. like he gets busted not knowing like anything all the time (laughs) in any of the languages i love that shit uh but um you know he's mostly just like a vacuous fucking puppet of the liberal establishment and uh, yeah he is a shell if ever there was one yes when when he speaks you can just feel the fakeness to it right like it's just so see-through hmm hmm and he's gay. More, or, he, uh, he is gay. More or less fake than <laughs> Mr. DeSantis. He's the representation of that B-52 meme I referenced last time, where they, uh, when the Republicans are office, in office, <laughs> it has a, a, a cross on it, and when the Democrats are in office, it's got a gay flag on it. Oh, uh, I see. Pride flag. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, uh, wh- who's the other guy? The governor. What, how's he doing? Ga- Gavin Newsom? Yeah. He's just... Uh, 
He's just been making waves recently, and uh, he is the governor of a significant population, and those are good picks for Uh uh, presidencies historically, right? You have to have a name already, and uh, Democrats don't run celebrities yet. That's where I'm at. No. Yes. Okay, all right. They will, though. They They will, will. though, Julian. You feel it. Yeah, no. Oh, I know. Matthew McConaughey is coming. No, he's he wants to run as a Republican. He's never making it. All right, all right, Dwayne, all right. Dwayne the Rock Dwayne. Johnson could run, and fucking, <laughs> and that's terrible. That's an indictment of our society. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, just relax. You know, I've got it. <laughs> he'd he'd do an Obama impression. They yeah. kind of have a similar fucking. They do. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck. I, I just kind of hope that, like, Kevin Hart, uh, his partner in crime, fucking uh, VP? Rock, I, I hope he is unelectable. <laughs> you just go say VP, though, and you, I'm like, yeah, you're right. That would happen. Like, <laughs> fuck, we live in the worst <laughs> timeline. You remember yeah, the movie? You remember the movie Idiocracy uh, and Terry Crews was the president in that one? I think The Rock becoming president in our lifetime would be worse than that like actually worse <laughs> i think terry cruz would make an all right president he's a survivor as we said several episodes ago mm-hmm. and uh, i think yeah. he'd bring a unique up <laughs> i think he'd bring a unique uh perspective to the office and uh ultimately the president has no power anyways right because if they try and exercise any they'll be assassinated so yeah he would be the first truly black president in my opinion Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> taking but shots races. at obama yeah, uh, Obama was black, but he was also, you know, like an Uncle Tom. I think is the right indictment of him. Yeah, <laughs> a traitor, <laughs> a servant of the white man, <laughs> pretty much. Which uh, I mean, you, you got to be somebody serving if you're president. Everybody serves, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's not a big True. deal. Who said but, that? Like, Who oh, said that? Uh... George R. R. Martin, Valar no, Dohiris. No, um, the song. Um, Bob Dylan. Huh. Serve somebody? I, I hate to interrupt. Oh. I hate to interrupt. You don't hate to but do it. But it's time. No, I do right now because I feel like that was a really good productive conversation we were having. Uh-huh. But we have to run our first ad. Oh. oh. We have an ad. We've secured a, a investment and advertising from the following company well gato secured it i don't don't feel like we did anything you're right the gato institute and charles secured it oh yeah all right so i'm just gonna play this real quick where did i put it together walmart customers associates vendors and local food banks have passed 70 million filled plates to food insecure canadians since 2017 donate what you can today in addition to walmart canada's one million dollar donation Wow. We were just personally touched by the sentiment expressed by the corporate mega giant, Walmart. And uh, <laughs> we felt uh, impelled, compelled even, to uh, you know share the sentiment as far as we could with our many, many listeners. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Such a... Yeah, what Walmart is doing is important. Yeah, what, what was yeah. that figure? A $1 million donation? Yeah. Wow. wow. Incredible. Yeah. Such. What uh, do you think that is? 
like a tenth, a hundredth, or a thousandth a percent of their revenue a year. Oh, it's got to be, <laughs> uh, it's got to be up there. That's a big, that's a big number. That's it's a lot of money. In Canada, just in Canada, of course, because we'd have Man. to get into the, the ten thousandth and a hundred thousandths. I bet one Walmart makes that in a month. Oh yeah, that's actually the revenue month over month for a Walmart. That makes yeah. That makes about sense, right? <laughs> I yeah. bet you if we looked it up. That's a this lot of is, sense. This is a disinformation podcast. Yeah, no, it was truly uh, heartening to hear from the the greatest one of the greatest producers of poverty in the first world worldwide since the nineties uh, to express such a you know an anthrocentric uh, uh, an empathic sentiment, such a a heartwarming sentiment as to yeah. express what, solidarity with their fellow man. <laughs> what do you think they're, uh, what do you think they're going to, what do you think this donation is going to go towards? You know? Uh, well, I assume <laughs> the extravagance of the CEO of whatever nonprofit runs that. Okay. Obviously I yeah. meant after that, you know, after they take their cut. <laughs> well then it also probably maintains some like uh, middle-class workers for the storefront just for like appearances. Okay. Right. So they got to live too. Okay. So but after that, yeah. there's nothing left. There's nothing left. Oh. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Producing the commercial was probably $300,000. Oh. You know, we, we talked about a, a podcast. Uh, what, what was it? 24 shades of blue last time. Right. Yeah. And I did a bit about uh, perhaps the best, uh, marketing the best public relations uh when you are just a completely toxic element is to not right <laughs> is to distance yourself <laughs> from the population in any way shape or form the uh the uh whatever goodwill they were hoping to extend they've uh enabled uh terrorists <laughs> like us to enhance the consciousness of the population and i thank them deeply for their sentiment i really do like does, yeah, do you think there are people out there that just like unironically, uncynically see that commercial and go, "Aw." No, uh, that is the uh the obvious reaction to that, right? Like that's the obvious reaction, the honest reaction, the everyman reaction to that. The your average mom in a, a suburbia would react to that like Wow, that's great that Walmart's doing that, right? Because they just don't know. Think so? Yeah, they just don't know, and they just don't care. They got bigger problems. They fucking it has never I been there's never been vital information to their lives about the politics of fucking Walmart, right? <laughs> they don't care. And uh, everyone over fifty, maybe everyone just you're every person, right? They may have a, a like a, a certain distrust or disdain for corporate everything writ large right but it's suppressed deeply and it doesn't manifest very well you know like it i don't know they've it they hasn't been sharpened uh, yeah exactly but this kind yeah. of uh this kind of i don't know propaganda is so useful right because it is so obvious that walmart works night and day right national <laughs> internationally to like conspire with governments to suppress wages to such an extent that to survive you have to uh either like obey their shitty labor regime or you know just starve in the elements of the first world which tend to be cold seasonally right like yeah it's so disgusting yeah they don't let you they don't let you just hang out in walmart anymore they kick you out if you don't buy anything one of the main agents of the $50 trillion stolen from the lower classes and middle classes 
uh, in the last 30 years, right? And transferred to the one or 0.1% or whatever it is. But we thank Walmart for sponsoring the show. Yeah, Yeah, the money was great too. Yeah, thank you. Um, (laughs) It paid for... uh, um, We fixed the hinges on the door. That was cool. (laughs) Uh, What did you do with your share? Oh, with my... um, with, of the ad revenue. With, uh, pardon? With, what'd you, yeah, what'd you, what'd you spend your share what, of the ad revenue my, on? My, sh- my I share. got a bal- I got a balaclava, <laughs> oh. and then I went and I beat the shit out of a Walmart store greeter. They were like 85. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so you spent the money on a balaclava. You right. bought the balaclava? I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna commit a crime, I feel like between the two of those things, you picked the worst one. <laughs> and then after that, I went out for baklav. Uh, Delicious. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Terrible yeah, bit. You just silenced the room with that. One. <laughs> I, th- I don't know did, how to follow that. Uh, did you mean? Did you mean baklava? Whatever you know. I think he did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was. I wasn't sure so, if there was a dish more. I wasn't missing in there. But or suck my ass. The joke stands. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could probably keep tipping it over if you want me to. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah. DJ's got the vending machine up on two legs. I had to do that yeah. once. Terrible. Don't shake the really? machine. Yeah, no. It's, sometimes you got to shake the machine. <laughs> don't steal my money. How about yeah. <laughs> that was a, it was a metaphor. Sometimes you got to shake the machine, people, and create a union. All right? Mm-hmm. Go yeah. burn down your lo- don't 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 Whoa. do any of this don't don't well, well form, form a union form a union do that part <laughs> if I tell you to go burn down a Walmart do not do that explicitly don't but if there are WalMarts <laughs> on fire I might be pleased but do not do that do Greta not be Thunberg the cause said, Greta Thunberg said illegal action should be taken to uh, stop fucking climate change. I was just like, you first, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she like, yeah, Greta, she gets Greta a Thunberg bombs a pipeline. Yeah, that shit happens. I'm right behind her, right? But like, yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's crazy though, because there's not many people I can think of that, you know, I can see doing that and me going, yeah, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, good on you. But yeah, yeah I I'd, I'd, I'd let Greta do it. Greta becomes yeah, an eco terrorist. Yeah. I just go, yeah, okay. We all saw this coming. Like, yeah. Where, where's her Patreon? <laughs> How do I, I support I bet this? You, I bet you the response and change within governments worldwide would be instantaneous and significant. You know what I mean? If Greta Thunberg decided to throw a pipe bomb, they would within the day they'd be like, today we have to get this done because impersonators all around the globe will try, uh, take this shit on tomorrow, right? Like, and like within that day there would be all these resolutions passed with all these binding attachments and shit like that. If Greta Thunberg decided to throw a pipe bomb at somebody, <laughs> Greta, if you're listening, um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, if if you're not, which I suspect is the case. Um, you just do you. You do you. Yeah. We'll think Continue about... your speaking tour. Like, uh, there's always this push for nonviolence, and I'm nonviolent at the end of the day, but I always think about that guy who assassinated the president of uh, Japan. <laughs> Sorry, the prime minister. Yeah. The prime minister of Japan. 
Former. Unlike the gov... Whatever. You're right. He was not the prime minister <laughs> at the time of death. He was ruling Japan, right? So, mm-hmm. I, whatever. He was the shadow fucking hand that controlled everything. But whenever that fucking guy killed that guy, he got the changes he was seeking, like, almost instantaneously. Not immediately, but, like, as fast as the pri- the uh, parliamentary system of Japan would allow for something that was not a complete emergency, right? Like, yeah, yeah, something totally unrelated to their, you know, current talking points. And they went, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> they were like, yeah. <laughs> absolutely guy just relax is what they were saying right you made a gun you made that shotgun out of pipe and tape yeah no problem we'll change whatever fucking law you're yanking about (laughs) (laughs) uh i think that was a bad fold on government's fucking part worldwide because people are going to be thinking about that for a long time but we'll see we'll see Uh, i think people will be i doubt i don't know maybe the japanese population will i I feel like they're pretty staid. They're an intense people, man. I don't know. They, uh, especially the liberals among them, mm-hmm. they uh, they have a nationalistic zeal that uh, perverts them to some pretty extreme action. If you look into the kamikazes, <laughs> yeah, most of the kamikazes were educated liberals, which is an interesting fucking turn of history. That explains why they were locked up. <laughs> no, like I, uh, I, like real labor uh, people were mo- locked up, like communists and socialists. No mm-hmm. liberals were locked up. No real uh, liberals, at least. I think I caught this headline. Maybe you guys saw it. Japan's considering student loan forgiveness for people that have kids. Damn. No, yeah. I haven't heard anything about In- that, but, you know, get on. Interesting solution. Uh-huh. Yo, I would have a bastard before that legislation came out. If I was, uh, if that would came around here, that that is a poor way to solve my debt crisis, in my opinion. I I don't know. I wonder if maybe that's the take. Are they trying to encourage people to have families in order to? How many tens of thousands of rapes do you think happen because of the implementation of that law? Uh, I, there's. I'm sure they're not dumb enough to just say you have to have kids. I'm sure there's some yeah. sort of like. You want to bet? Family, it's yeah, absolutely. The Japanese. There, no, there's definitely some clause like, okay, you have to have family services in for like a period of five years to like gauge your family's wellness. Ugh, means testing. Yeah, they're not just gonna give yeah, people they... this money. Money is never yeah. just given away. Yeah, it is <laughs> to rich people all the time. No, no, they take the money. It's it's taking. No, 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 they're no, taking no. it. Right. You're right. It's just there for them to take. It's just yeah. it's just on a platter. Like, please, our lords, take take our offering. Yeah, take our tribute. We've taxed the lower class again. Take their money, please, <laughs> and give me head right. pats and and play fetch with me. We're burning this fucking uh, bit to the uh, right to the butt. I uh, think so. Well, why don't we uh, move on to an article? What do you think? Well. I think I uh, I think I got Julian to talk about enough. He mentioned one or two <laughs> things. I suppose I could uh, bring up my article. I can. I'll go find more if you want. You never even got to the CBC. That's the best part. Yeah, he, <laughs> he said the first article headline, and I riffed on it for about three minutes. Yeah, well, and then we had an ad, and then we talked. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. We're truly indebted to you, Julian, and your labor. <laughs> Your labor. Yeah. 
um, yeah, I can I can hit up my article if you want. Uh, I do I do want a stinger though. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, one or two. Uh, let's go two today. All right. It is the superior of the two. You know, I was honestly thinking. I, I think I prefer one. I think I prefer really? one now that I've heard which one is two. Would you? Would you like one? No, now? no. I, well, I the audience needs to, to hear it now at least. Uh, uh, we'll hear it in a different episode. Okay, yeah, fuck I'll... me. I got gotcha. you. I hope one and two uh, never stay consistent, though. I hope if I if I ask for one next time, <laughs> I get I get two from this time. <laughs> we actually only have the one. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the Walmart fucking uh, uh, commercial just comes out when you ask for a Yeah. <laughs> I know it doesn't work like that, but I wish it did. Ooh. I'd uh, I'd vibe I with that. Realized. I'd roll with that. I wonder if I wonder if that'll get flagged by Podbean. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> Podbean wouldn't do us dirty like that. Podbean loves us. Would. It's only sixteen YouTube. seconds. So. YouTube might. It's only sixteen I seconds. We'll see. It's fair use. It's fair use. Yeah, we are using it. We are using it for uh, commentary purposes. Parody. Yes, it's parody and parody. Purposes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm sure they have bigger than CC laws on Walmart garbage, but whatever. Who's gonna? I'd go right to the. I'd go right to the Supreme Court, self-representing on that. Because... Oh, bold. <laughs> because the, there'd be no loss on that for sure. Once someone who eventually is high enough, they would recognize. Yeah, dude, you have complete right to that. But Walmart could come after us for something like that. They might. Unfortunately. Yeah, mm. uh, let's wait and well, see. Maybe they have cause of action or whatever you want to call it, reasonable action or whatever True. it is. Uh, maybe they'll maybe just. Maybe that's how we blow up. Yeah, that. Or I was going to say maybe we get bribed again. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, maybe I yeah. can get a share this time. Not bitter or anything. A share, a share. How much do you think a Walmart share is trading for right now? Oof, uh, more than I'm a Twitter one. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up, but I want guesses from each of you. I don't know how shares work. I know how they work. Thirty-five was about what I was going to guess. Really? Yeah. Okay. PJ, quick, say 34 or 36. Uh, thir- thir- 30, uh, 36. Well, it's trading for about 140 US yeah. dollars right now. <laughs> uh, so, pretty good. Pretty good. But, pretty good. You know, Thanks, Walmart. One share, not going to increase your wealth, is what I was trying to get at there. Well, that's, you got to trade your way up, baby. Well, that's not what he meant. He wanted a share of the ad revenue because you spent it all on Balaclava and then Balaclava. Baklava. No, it was just baklav. Don't you remember the different dish? <laughs> yeah. It's Slovenian. It's just particular to that one Slavic country yeah. instead of all of them. It's a, it's a delicacy, oh. regional delicacy. Yeah. I see. My mistake. It's okay. We'll forgive you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Got an article trying to get away from from our usual stuff. AI. I hope it's so, not AI. So it's not AI this time. Instead, we're going back to art. Uh, the other thing I can only talk about. <laughs> uh, this one kind of uh, approaches the subject in a roundabout way. So stick with me for a minute. Yeah. Got an article here from Polygon. Thank you, Polygon, for letting me read your articles for free. That's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, Huge shout out. This is a review from uh, written by Gita Jackson on February 17th titled Hogwarts Legacy wants to make everyone happy, but oh. Harry Potter gets in the way. <laughs> you big, beautiful bastard. This is such a good topic. Go yeah. On. So I take it you two have heard about the controversy surrounding Hogwarts Legacy. 
Yeah. Well, which one? Any of them. <laughs> okay, continue. Okay. So, uh, for those uneducated, the Harry Potter fandom at large is uh, in a state and has been ever since the author of the series, uh, J.K. Rowling, decided to be a big turf. Real big turf. Real huge. One of the biggest in, in these days. Whether that uh, whether that's just due to her no- notoriety or if it's just part of the gig, I don't know. Maybe it comes with the turf. Hard to say. Thank you, Julianne. Thank you. I'll be here all week, folks. Hey, anytime. <laughs> no, dude, she's taking it to another place. That Troubled Blood book she wrote is 944 pages, and it's just like anti-trans hatred. Yeah, like, yeah. She uh, she is definitely using her outlet to uh, to spread her hate. That's longer than Dune. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the first one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, is the second and third one long? I just read the Wikipedia on it because oh, I heard... there's his, like eight. I heard his grandson becomes one of the worms, uh-huh. and I, I logged out. I <laughs> first one's excellent. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that seems to be the uh, the sentiment. There's a lot of Dune. It's a big series. There's like side series, too, from what I know. But we're not talking about Dune. We're talking about Hogwarts sorry. Legacy. And I'll give you a synopsis. Basically, this article goes on about, and and I mean no offense to uh, Miss Jackson here, or Mr., I'm honestly not sure. Uh, Mix, perhaps? Gita's not a very uh, uh, giving. Indicative. Indicative name. But anyways, yeah, it's a review, obviously. So they're going on about how, um, essentially, the review boils down to how this game is kind of just uh, uh, vapid. It's very expressionless and it's kind of just you know it's trying to be a game that appeals to everyone without appealing to anyone yeah i was really is is that where you're gonna kind of trail off or feel free to make your point yeah uh i was my brother bought it Mm -hmm. he's in the next room over and i uh i decided to uh play it when he was gone Mm -hmm. with his permission of course and uh i found the character creation uh, like a, an, an apology for the uh, J.K. Rowling uh, sex fucking whatever mm-hmm. and hatred, uh, and I found that you know kind of heartwarming. I was like, you know, that's nice because those people may be genocided in America coming up, right? And that will look really bad on Earth. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. Uh, uh, I I too found the game fucking vapid. Like once I got to Hogwarts, the uh-huh. biggest thing that you can do is spin a globe almost in every room uh-huh. in, all throughout the <laughs> castle there is a globe that you can walk up to and interact with and spin it and on top of that quidditch is canceled yeah i just just unacceptable nice. just unacceptable in my opinion they uh they were afraid in my opinion of gamecube quidditch which was one of the top games of all time in my opinion you think but anyways yeah my with the national teams and the uh, the special moves and it it's the best sports game ever. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I had never played the the GameCube one, but uh, my take on it is that they're holding out for DLC content down the road. Oh yeah, yeah. to shove in Quidditch is like I don't know. Anyways, along that Jake, wait 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 along the, along the DLC con- uh, content apparently uh, in the Slytherin common room people have been seeing the basilisk mm. uh, and they thought that was going to be a DLC thing and apparently there's a a gaunt, which is uh, the female line descendant of Voldemort's Ooh. fucking ancestor, is uh-huh. that what? 
and uh, there's a gaunt student there anyways and uh but uh, the developers came out and they said no it's just the kraken in the lake and he's clipping through the walls we don't oh. know what to do <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny i love that yeah. um yeah but jacob's brother lives in the gato institute just by the way yeah <laughs> yeah he uh he records for one of the shows next door He's uh, yep. actually part of the right gaze. 24 Shades of Blue was looking at him, too. Oh. Real, uh, I, I don't know what it <laughs> is. Yeah, just a young kid, I guess. He's just really dissatisfied. I don't know what happened. Well, <laughs> you can't make winners of them all. Uh, speaking of speaking of young kids, um, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy, Ooh. you play as a, a fifth-year transfer, not even a transfer student. You kind of just show up at the school. Yeah, what a late bloomer, right? A Your late magic di- didn't come to you until you were 16 it's it's honestly i i've i've i haven't played a lot of the game but uh i played quite a bit and honestly it's never touched on why you're a late bloomer it's just kind of (laughs) like hey uh we couldn't start you at 10 years old because that'd be weird and people don't want to play as children so uh they fumbled that, by the way. I just want to interject here needlessly. Mm-hmm. They should have done, like, a sequence of events, right? Like, you get your letter, you go, you get sorted, right? And then you do, like, a couple sequences mm-hmm. uh, for each year, right? You learn uh, Leviosa in your first year, and then it, it just fucking goes to the next year, right? And then it comes in at, like, fourth or fifth year, I think, would be a good goal, right? Because then you have, a, a, like, a fully developed character you can play with, right? Yeah, um... Definitely, definitely the game could have taken a different approach for sure. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people hold that view, which is very similar to this review. The author is admittedly uh, quite a, quite a a pothead. I think they call themselves quite a, quite a fan of the written series. Oh, (laughs) oh, I was going to say, aren't we all potheads? (laughs) Are we all? No, different kinds of potheads. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I think there's I think there is a different word for it. But I digress. A Potterhead. A Potterhead. That's just Potterhead. stupid to me. Um, I refuse to call them that. They're potheads. Get over it. It's one less syllable. <laughs> mm, too many. It's one too many. Yeah. So so this review is kind of you know here and there. Uh, the author takes their stabs at the game for uh, being creatively devoid. Yeah. Empty. And empty. And and I have to. Um, I, I don't unfortunately I have a bunch of questions lined up and I've got like five minutes left here to shoot my load and that's uh ooh ooh these are the, I Jake these are some like big questions but uh, I'll uh, I'll tackle the small ones is uh is it I don't know I I reading this article and having played the games and having come from a from a weird period in my life where. All of my older sisters, very big into Harry Potter growing up. I, I never got around to reading the books. I only listened to the audiobooks. I think I might have mentioned this in one recording five years ago. Mm. And, you know, I've watched all the movies growing up. I had like a pretty orbital view of Harry Potter. Yeah. And uh, are we, <clears throat> is it, I don't know, is it, is it okay to look at media of this type? Uh, something expanding a franchise? which in itself is uh, a completely different debate. But is it um, 
we've won, in my opinion, to, to just jump the question. The uh, the mar- the market has won the moral argument uh-huh. against J.K. Rowling. Sure. Harry Potter is never going away, right? It has metastasized such an investment, such a, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, intellectual property investment, uh-huh. right? Uh, yeah. the, the whole success of Harry Potter is that it is one corporatization of the wizarding world, right? Where shopping is one of the main events of the first book, right? Like, it, it is, uh, it's an easily transferable thing to a bunch of merchandise that will equal billions of dollars. And the uh, that they keep pumping out new books and movies uh, on the Harry Potter franchise that have nothing to do with J.K. Rowling mm-hmm. tells me that it is never going away, right? The American Empire will dissolve before the Harry Potter tra- franchise starts, stops uh-huh. soaking money off uh-huh. people. Uh-huh. That's great, Jake. With, what I was going to ask is, uh, is, oh, it, is, so it okay, is it okay to judge this piece based solely on its attachment to the franchise? Or I, I, I feel like that's kind of dubious. <laughs> to not look at this thing as its own creation. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think that's what I was I, getting at. I don't understand. Uh, you know, pe- people, are, people are shooting so much flack at this game. Pew, 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 just because it's got a Harry Potter label, label on it. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I thought I answered that, that J.K. Rowling, we won the fucking argument. We won, we won the thing. You're, you're, uh, sorry, man, no. Oh, like this. <laughs> This game can be bad because of like how it's designed, not because of its association with Harry exactly. Potter. Exactly. Like, sure, I I too think the game is kind of vapid and and lacks any sort of message, but I think that's because it it's a sounded down open world collectathon. It, it's not really yeah. doing anything. It's, it's it's just the Ubisoft engine with a Harry Potter skin. Exactly. On. Yeah, that's a really good analysis. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I don't know, is it, is it, I, I've, in my opinion, you really have to look at it at its own, on its own plate, rather than looking at this entire established lore. But uh, at the same time, it's obviously okay. trying, it's obviously trying to reach over at the other plate and go, mm, I want some of this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have a weird perspective on it as well because I read all the books when I was really young, but I came to like distance myself from them by the time like the fourth movie came out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I want to buy it just to experience that uh, serotonin again, mm-hmm. and like you know just judge it as separate from that uh, real hatred that she contributes to. Right. But uh, uh, at the same time, I, uh, I I feel like I've gotten all the fucking dopamine I'm gonna get it out of it by playing it on my brother's computer while simultaneously watching the first film again mm-hmm. <laughs> for five minutes. <laughs> I feel like I've tapped it out at this point. Yeah, so that's far. all you needed. Just the nostalgia restart. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, uh, illegally download it just out of interest? Oh, goodness, no. I got a copy from my friend. Wink. <laughs> I too, I too that. borrowed it and played it on my on my friend's device, Jacob. Wink. I'm gonna do that. I've I've been. Why pay for it? It's such a. It lends itself to that so well. It's such a fucking single player shit game. Yeah, there's a and there there's a lot of debate online. Uh, I'm sure it's fizzled out by now. But uh, on the game's release, there was a lot of things like, no, don't buy it. You're supporting the thing that the turf made. And a lot of people going, the turf <laughs> was very specifically not invited. 
And a lot of people she's still making bank. She's off still it. making bank off the royalties. You know, it doesn't matter. And then there's a lot of people coming in who are like, "Hey, borrow it." My point is, uh, <laughs> her making bank is not only inevitable, but the amount of bank that she has already uh, is like the contributions that this money, this game will make, is, will just be imperceptible to her. Mm-hmm. Anything that she has before the game, she will be able to buy. That she will be able to have after the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes no difference, a, sir. She can buy an F22 before <laughs> and after, yeah. and that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah a lot of money. What I'm trying to get across. It's the Nimbus 22. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Could you imagine? The Harry Potter came out in the 90s. The 2020 version of uh, the the fucking broom has stealth paint on the side. You got to apply the stealth paint every time. And you can't fly it in the rain. But no. it's got, you know, <laughs> missiles and shit. I don't know. It's yeah. got an inner pod of missiles. The thing flips open and the <laughs> missile comes out the side. <laughs> They're not even magic. They're just real missiles. <laughs> yeah. Have fun catching aim, the snitch. An aim nine X or whatever the uh, F twenty two shot down the balloon with. Amazing. Money <laughs> well spent. Yeah. Anyways, uh, my favorite part of the game uh, was the world building, and I feel like uh, the game devs are getting shot on for making like a pretty, a pretty nice game with a really well built world. Yeah, the castle is well uh, uh, investigated, well it's built, beautiful. beautiful, interactive. All all the like the the like how they went in and they were like, okay, sure, there's Hogsmeade, but there's all of this junk nearby. There's like the literal land around Hogwarts, which is just that's cool world building. But yeah. whatever, Hogwarts legacy gets thrown in the bin because. Eh. I was most impressed by the the book uh, sections of the castle that are never. Like the Great Hall, for instance, mm-hmm. that never makes an appearance in the movies, and it's a a mainstay of the books, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely did a good job interpreting a, a lot of aspects, but they they recommended me become a Gryffindor, and uh, I don't understand why that happened. Because what did you get? Uh, I got Ravenclaw, but I was kind of aiming for it. Be- there I was will... only like two questions, so like you know. <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> I was aiming. I was aiming for Ravenclaw too because I just wanted to see the new fucking uh, the the their dorm room, right? Because I oh. know what the Slytherins and the fucking Gryffindors look like, and right. I, you know, fuck Hufflepuffs, uh-huh. fuck them people, uh, but, for sure. Uh, I think I'm a Slytherin, but my fucking family always says, "No, you're a Ravenclaw. You're a nerd." You think? Yeah, you're you're you're, <laughs> you're definitely a Ravenclaw, though, DJ. You're definitely. Uh, maybe. Julian, you got mad Hufflepuff energy. Just to circle back, unfortunate. My bad. Uh, Hufflepuff <laughs> puff pass, baby. I, I, admit, I gotta. He might be a Gryffindor. He might be a Gryffindor. I could see maybe. I don't know. Julian's hard to. He's hard to. He's a. He's an enigma. That one. Maybe it. Yeah. T- maybe it's like Draco Malfoy when the hat touches Julian's head. It's just like Slytherin, like <laughs> evil person, and we just don't know it. Maybe. Maybe he's one of the ghosts. Maybe he's just flying. I'm around. a Mercedes fan, first and foremost. Oh. Yeah. oh they had um, what's his name? The the non ghost, the but he still like apparates through the walls. Oh, oh what's his Peeves. name? Peeves, yeah. yeah. Peeves was makes a, a regular appearance in the castle. I yeah. really appreciated that. He's really funny, honestly. And like whenever yeah. he's just doing something stupid, I I make a point to just stop and be like, oh hey, it's the funny guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought the representation of uh in the professorship was cool too. Like mm-hmm. that Indian guy and like every. 
uh, all they had a bunch of exchange students from around the world uh, in every house. I, I thought it was really well done, really well and tastefully handled. Yeah, yeah, I, I too appreciated, you know, a, a lot of people are really butthurt because it's out of, it's out of time for well, there yeah, to be all of this. Be, it should be a British boarding school. They should all be white and miserable and really racist. For sure, for That's sure. That's what magic should be. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and it would be at that time, but I too really appreciate that they went out of their way to make it not that, yeah, to just slap like... all of those people in the face and be like, no. That's bad. We're not doing it. That's my stance on uh, historical film, too, right? Absolutely dab on history and its racism. Fuck it, right? Expunge it, right? Like, <laughs> disgusting. The the black uh, Achilles in Troy, we mm -hmm. love that shit. We love fucking uh, race-bending fucking history. I want, I want a black Passion of the Christ really badly. Hey, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Uh, but we have we have gone well over time. I got way more I'm, questions. I was wrap it up. I was do another question. I was just gonna keep going until no, Julian no, no. called it. <laughs> no, I couldn't do that to him. He's gotta he's gotta stitch everything together. Yeah, yeah. We'll wrap it up here. Although we should we should budget more time for DJ's articles because he always comes in with like at least half an hour of stuff to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I bummed, feel bad. Right like three times even though he asks yeah. me not to at the beginning yeah of we should time. we should budget time <laughs> and then we should also budget more time for the jacob tangents along the way <laughs> yes. i'm sorry add 50 percent. deeply sorry anyways <laughs> the summer's coming anyways that's this week and yeah summer's coming you know it's almost here <laughs>